Welcome to Unfollow the Rules with Kayla Curtin. Today, I have a very special guest, Allison Damonte. Allison, do you want to introduce yourself a little bit and tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, sure. Uh, and thank you so, so much for inviting me. This is my first podcast interview, and, and I'm really excited uh, about it. As you say, my name is Alison Damonte. I'm, I have a, a degree in social communication and media. I've been working in service, different customer service um, roles for many years, and, and that led me to uh, be a um, customer experience manager at, at my previous company. Mm -hmm. And nowadays, uh, nowadays I'm, I'm doing that uh, kind of like a freelance uh, consultant and customer service training um, instructor uh, independently in a new country. I'm originally from Uruguay and I moved a year ago to Mexico. Just so I could um, have in one place uh, the different passions I have in my life, which, you know, are, are a little bit of my hobbies and my professional. Uh, so that's what I'm doing uh, today. So like you caught me right in a moment in my life with, with a lot of changes. So, yeah. you know, we yeah. can talk about that too. Well, we're going to spend a lot of time talking about your professional experience, but you mentioned hobbies and how Mexico yeah. brings all of those together. So do you want to share a little bit about that? Well, I'm, you know, and in, in during my life and, and different uh, of it, I'm, I'm about to turn 40 this year and I have worked in different things since I was 17, 18, yeah. very different things. And something that I found in common in all of them was, you know, that I was crazy about meeting people and new places and traveling. And at some point during all of that, I, I visited Mexico a couple of times and I met uh, the love of my life, which is scuba diving. Oh. <laughs> ah, I got you there. Uh, I started diving and then I was working on cruise ships. I worked for Royal Caribbean and for Princess Cruises for many years. And then I met the love of my life, which is my husband. Okay. <laughs> and luckily we share um, a lot of these things. So. You know, we we always uh, try to have work and life um, a balance that is not just the wording, something that we truly felt that we were doing what we love. Yes. And that we have enough time um, off of work, uh, you know, to do the things we love. And and since I love the country and I can do my, my diving here and it's a, a great market. I'm in the Riviera Maya. Oh, yes. It's a great market for, for service, for service training and, you know, the, the industry, the tur tourism and the hotel industry, the service is booming. So I was like, okay, one plus one, let's go. Makes sense. Well, that's very interesting. And I love that you actually, because we've all heard the, the work-life balance, you know, uh, comment, right? And everyone talks about it and it's important, but do we live it every single day, right? You know, Absolutely. I, as you know, Americans in particular, we work more hours than almost employees in any country in the world, right? So we take less vacations than anybody in the world. So it, it's, it's kind of ironic that we talk about work-life balance, but 
in reality, we don't, we don't have that. So I'm so happy that you made real life decisions to really kind of put that first in, in a real way, you know? All right. Yes. Allison, go ahead, go for it. I was just going to say, it's, it's not easy. Mm -hmm. Even when you read, you know, when you read all these phrases, these quotes online and people, you know, talking about, you know, life and do what you love and right. follow your dream. Right. Well, at some point when you, when those kind of things uh, resonate with you, mm -hmm. I, you know, at some point we said, uh, and I say we, because, you know, it was a family decision. Yeah. We say, okay, this, a lot of things that we want and life is only one. And this is not just a phrase. Time passes by really quickly. Yes, it does. So, and, and I mean, we have to work. We need to find work that doesn't consume all of our day, mm -hmm. but give us an, enough support to, you know, have our house and, you know, support our dogs that eat a lot. <laughs> and, you know, all, all those things that you, of course, you need. Yes. But at the same time, I want to look at myself in the mirror when I'm really old and say, you did what was your passion you you were doing even you know when making a lot of mistakes or in doubt uh i at least i want to say i tried yes and it was a journey it, it was a, lo a long and and difficult very challenging journey uh and i i don't feel like i'm there yet like it's a process it is but if you stop me right now and you say okay where how do you feel at this stage in the process i'm really happy because I'm, I'm proud of us as a family. I'm proud of myself for trying. Mm -hmm. uh, but I have to say, it, it, it's been really challenging, of course. It's not easy. But I didn't want to stop in just having, you know, every now and then um, a little sample of what I believe life should be. So I try to find some balance for real. That's, that's great. And I think... Um, before we started recording, we talked a little bit about um, giving back. And we talked about, you know, college students or people new in their careers and, and how important it is to share our experiences so that they don't have to kind of wait till they're in their 40s or wait till life, something terrible happens, right? Or you have to move because of this or this job, you know, ended or you were terminated from this position. You don't have to wait for those major moments to happen for you to put yourself first, right? And really Absolutely. dig deep and think, what really do I enjoy doing? And why am I not doing more of that? Why am I in the situation where I'm not really enjoying what I'm doing? So I, I love that, that that's your heart because that's my heart too, you know. I can see that. I love that too. <laughs> so, um, so first things first. So the way this all happened, because I'm sure we're all going to wonder, going to be like, how do we get the, these two ladies <laughs> together? You have this lady from Texas. You have this lady who's living in Mexico from Uruguay. How did this all happen, right? And you know how it happened? It happened through LinkedIn and networking. So Allison, do you want to tell them how we all, how you kind of saw my post and how we got together? Well, yes. Um, I, you know, like a few months ago, I will say, I started seeing that, uh, you know, I was reading very interesting things uh, on LinkedIn and just liking them. And, and inside I was feeling like, you know, this person has a great point or, you know, I agree with what she said or what he posted or his article. Yeah. But never went beyond the like and, you know, 
maybe maybe those uh, pre uh, written uh, texts that LinkedIn will put that for you that says congrats and all of that. Right. And then I was like, I'm not doing any good to anyone with just a like. This is not Facebook. This is not Instagram. That's right. So <laughs> I say, you know what? When I really like some, you know, something, I'm gonna start. Just, you know, giving a little explanation of why or kudos to people because that goes a long way. Yes. And, and at some point I remember, and, and as you were saying, you know, the sharing with others, the sharing your experience, the, maybe you think it, it doesn't matter or, oh, it's just one small comment. Well, it does matter yeah. and it makes a difference. So I was scrolling up and down and reading and I read, uh, this post saying, you know, I'm, you know, I have a podcast and, and, you know, what, uh, about your experience and, and you made me, uh, like, you know, start contemplating about my career and a lot of things came to my mind. Yeah. I saying, you know what, I'm going to just make a little note here. And it, it, you know, as you can hear in my accent, English is not my first language. So sometimes I hesitate before uh you know making a comment in english i have to but you know what that's why we have translators online and i know you know whoever receives the comment will appreciate it and so you know i went for it and and that's how i met you and i had this great opportunity of us being talking here and hopefully someone on the other side listening to us can get a little nugget of something useful for them as well well, guys, I have to tell you from my perspective, so Allison and I were probably connected through other connections that we had in common, right? And you probably accepted, you saw that we had a few connections in common. So we connected on LinkedIn, purely networking. We hadn't worked together before. We hadn't known mm -hmm. each other personally before. So I posted this post and I'm going to read it real quick. And I'm also going to read your response because <laughs> it made my day. It made my day. Okay, so I posted this. I said, I'm interested in interviewing professionals at all stages, from those uh, doing what they love to those in transition and still seeking. What has your journey been like? What advice do you have for those who have not found it yet? It will be for my revamp pop podcast, Unfollow the Rules. And the goal of our conversation will be to help provide tried and true strategies for those still seeking their dream careers. If there is such a thing, and I put there in parentheses, I think there is. There, there's a dream, there's a place that's gonna make you super happy. And, and, and yeah, it's very clear once you find it, but it's also clear when you're not there, right? Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I said, I'm looking forward to some interesting conversations. And I get the mother of all of the responses you could hope to get, right? From, 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 a, from a LinkedIn post. So this is what Allison says, you guys. She goes this, I found my passion with the support of leaders and colleagues. I love that. It was a combination of, and she has a list. I love list. Can I just, <laughs> when you put anything in number one, number two, I'm happy. Just write me a love letter. I tell my husband, just put it in a list. I'm happy, like I'm happy. You put number one, um, I've, uh, not settling for what looked like a great role to others, but did not feel great to me. That's, that's so deep. Two, uh, speaking with others about my interests 
and the tasks that made me happy, letting them know I was available for opportunities outside of my usual role. Critical. Three, listening to opinions, critics, encouragement, advice, and feedbacks of all kinds. So not just the kind of stuff you want to hear. Sometimes it's uh, stuff you don't want to hear, right? Absolutely. I love that. Four, experiencing working on roles and tasks different than my own, searching for the things that felt great to me. So simple, but so deep, right? And last, Allison, you said taking risks, some small, some big, it was worth it. So that was your response to my <laughs> random crazy post. And I was just I'm like every, this is like a book to me. That, that's a book. That list is a book. That list is like a podcast. That list is an article. It's so rich and so deep. And I just, I'm honored to be able to kind of talk more in detail and, and kind of understand how you got here. How did you get to this list and, and, and what triggered it? So I have some questions, but just in general with your response, were you thinking about a specific situation? Like, tell me what your thoughts were when you, when you wrote this response. Well, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe before a certain situation happened to me, I probably wouldn't have known how to express it or visualize it in my head. Mm -hmm. But now I can look back and say, I remember a certain point in my career uh, when something happened sure. and then I started thinking, whoa, but I did this, this and that I made that mistake and this person came in and mm -hmm. started putting together things and, and like seeing it from the distance mm -hmm. helped me elaborate that, that answer that, you know, now I can, if, you know, I have a, a, a few examples of that yeah. from my life. And, and everything, like the, the, the answer itself, uh, the post itself came from exactly that same place that you mentioned earlier. Uh, I really think that we, we need to, you know, be honest about what we don't know and what we know with that, we have to share it. Yes. Because it's hard, the path is hard. It's harder for some than for others for many reasons. Sure. But if there is anything you can do to help other generations, other colleagues, sometimes people that are older than you in age, but doesn't have the experience, sure. go ahead and do it. That will give you, you know, great satisfaction. You're leaving some kind of legacy behind and just appreciate it because sometimes for the things that you don't know, someone will do it for you. That's right. Because it's, it's, you know, it's a, it's a path that you're always walking. It's not like it's going to be, you know, done at some point. It's always, learning always you know changing and adapting and it's nice when you are doing something new and someone extends their hand in a way absolutely um the first thing that i absolutely loved was that you had a you said you had the great support of leaders and colleagues and yeah. i think sometimes people feel that when you're like us right when you have this perspective of you got to know what you love and you got to fight for what you love and sometimes bad things happen but it leads you to this amazing place sometimes people think a lot of that is just like oh you were just saying that because they fired you or it's a lot of negativity and i love that you said that because i'm one of those people that 
I've had amazing bosses. I've had some men and women that if they didn't believe in me, if they didn't support me, I would not literally be here. Like I had bosses who said, no, let her get the promotion. She can do it. Let her write the grant. Kayla can do it. Even when I didn't see it in myself. And sure, there were other situations that were not so positive. But for me, that co the, the collegial support of my colleagues, of, of my leaders, people that, that were like us, people that were you know, motivated and excited about sharing and giving, and, and um, they didn't, you didn't have to do anything for them, right? They were just free with, with their wisdom. Um, that really changed my life. And I always try to be that way to, to people around me, whether I'm their leader, whether I'm a colleague, whether I report to them, I try to give that freely because it was given to me freely. So when I saw you put that, I'm like, okay, she, it doesn't all have to be negative. Sometimes they're, they're good people, right? Absolutely. absolutely. And it's not like, like, like when you recognize them, it's not like, uh, you don't have, uh, you know, bad bosses or, right, you know, right. uh, or not the best relationship with coworkers or maybe even right. your role. Right. What I, I learned with time, I learned that uh, to not, if, if, especially if you work for a large company, mm -hmm. not to blame the company. Like at some point I fell into that uh, of saying, ah, this company, you know, this and that, I don't like that. And then I learned that no, it depends on who are, you're surrounded with and who your boss is. So I started saying, right now, I'm not having a very good time working on this team or with this yeah person or in this right. role that doesn't mean that the whole company which is big can have another place for me where i can you know contribute in a different way maybe someone will start listening to you know yeah. my thought my opinion yes. maybe i can do better elsewhere and that doesn't mean that everything is bad that's good and that made a click you know that helped me a lot but to put some distance with you know the the task that I, I didn't enjoy, I try to be more vocal about things because one thing that uh, we tend to do a lot is they give you different tasks and you go like you take them and you hate them but you continue doing them. Right. At some point, I just say, uh, okay, I'll do it just so you know. Mm -hmm. You yeah, know, this it. is right. yeah, this is not the thing that I really enjoy the most. So if at some point you have an, another option for me, that would be great. And, you know, provide some example. Yeah. And I've had at some point in my life, just for saying that, um, someone came up to me, you know, I say that to a colleague, like a senior colleague. Yeah. Um, one day I say, you know what, I'm working for these accounts that are all based in, I don't remember, but North America. Right. One day, I'm very curious about the account we have for uh, for Europe. Mm -hmm. So you know, maybe one day we can do something. Oh, that would be great. Blah blah blah. A few years later, she became a you know supervisor, a manager, and she yeah. said, "You know what? I have a spot. Awesome. What do you like to do? Like, I'm, I'm a yeah. few months with my European accounts, and then we'll see what happens." Mm -hmm. And and that made a huge difference for me once because I was like oh, so someone in leadership remembers and she was actually listening at the time she you know she kept that and at the you know the right moment she called for me yes 
and it made a huge difference because you know from then whole snowball started to you know grow in in uh in in i owe to that moment a lot of things you know that happened afterwards very different things but even in my attitude a lot of things changed and i was like i have to speak up more yes yeah and i love that because i think um i'm a huge believer in advocating for yourself i think sometimes we get focused and fixated on the people who say no right um and because of that we learned the wrong lesson and and i always tell you know people that i coach be careful what lessons you're learning because sometimes what you're calling a lesson is really you being stuck that the the reason that person said no is not for you to stop moving forward maybe that no was for you to learn a different way of asking or to learn to be persistent or to learn that no matter whether you get a thousand no's that you know what you know that you need and you're going to always be consistent to yourself be true to yourself because sometimes we learn the wrong lesson and then we let like even with you sharing that years later you could have said, oh, she didn't care about what I said. And you could, right? You could have just said, oh, she wasn't listening to me. And then it took a while and then the opportunity happened. So I think, you know, we have to take more personal responsibility Absolutely. Uh, to, to advocate for ourselves. So I love that example um, that you shared. And I think it, it, it also too reminds me of the fact that we're not, you know, we're, we're, we're all doing so much. And sometimes, and you know, depending on your belief and whatever, sometimes it's not just the right time, you know? Exactly. It's not the right time. It doesn't mean that desire has to go away. So I love that. I really love yeah. that. I say that to myself a lot of times. It's, it's not that the door closed or, or it's not like uh, this is not going to happen. It's yes. just not going to happen for me now. now. Yep. Let's, you know, let's go back to this, in a couple of days, months, you know, whatever the situation is. But I try to recognize something, you know, an error, a mistake, or, or a, a loss, something, you know, that, that couldn't yeah. happen. Yeah. But exactly as it is, you know, it's not like the end of the world. It's just this right. little thing didn't work. Okay, let's try something else. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it, it, it takes time and, and something um, that helped me when, when I was in a position of, you know, helping others be exposed to different roles. Yeah. I started to go to, you know, the people on a, an entry level or, you know, people that's been on, on a certain role for a long time and say, hey, I'm going to be doing this project. If you want to participate, you know, just trying to go to them yeah. because I also learn, and it's, it may be a cultural thing as well, you know, in, 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 a lot of places in South America, we don't tend to be self-promoters and advocate for yourself. Is that is like, oh, shame on you. Yeah. Uh, so it is, it's difficult, very difficult. And a lot of times people won't speak out for, for a lot of reasons. Mm -hmm. So when I had the chance to become a leader, I was like, okay, this is it. I'm going to go fish yeah. for people and see. Yeah. And, and I, I, what I started offering was, you know, I, I didn't have a team in my last... Um, uh, leadership position I was like manager of a program without direct reports but I, I knew everyone in the company so I was like I used me yeah. what would you like to do I know people and yeah. try to introduce them and, and at least say you know what I think you could approach this person with this idea and 
Yeah. And I think that made a, a huge difference. It, that was so rewarding. So, so rewarding. It is. It is. And I think, you know, what we see modeled, the more we see people like you and like me, the easier it is for other people to feel safe to be that way. Right? Because yes. I think a lot of times, um, uh, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the book Givers and Takers. Um, and oh gosh, and Adam Grant is the author. So he wrote this and I love Adam Grant. You totally should follow him. But he talks about how we have givers and takers and people who are always, you know, they're willing to give, right? And then you have people whose whole mentality and, and, and how they achieve success is by taking. They, they take your idea or they try to, you know, they hear you, you're going to do something. They try to do it before you do it. And they're, they're just constantly take and they get ahead. They, they grow, right? Especially in certain cultures, right? Certain organizational cultures reward takers, right? You got to be fast. You got to, you know, got to be better than the next person. You can't, no friends, no allies, no working together. You got to be the star, that sort of thing. Um, and, so when, when we have a lot of us, us, us that are givers, um, I think sometimes people get the perception like, oh, you, she doesn't, she's just trying to help people. She's not ambitious enough for a leadership role or she's not, you know. So it, it's very important, I feel, to, to let people know that, hey, you can be really good at what you do and it's safe to help other people. It's okay yes. to use your platform and use your influence to help yes. somebody else get ahead you know and uh i i absolutely agree i i you know i just already took notes for adam's book um i agree with that and it is nice for me it was nice when at some point i i found uh that i felt really good inside when i was able to able to help someone with you know with a little bit with a little tip or maybe something you know uh something bigger or but usually they're just bits and little tips or you know helping someone with an idea and then I realized uh, it's not like I have a, a or for me it's not like I have a separate thing you know work personal life and and maybe a life B that I'm gonna go once this life is over everything is happened simultaneously so yeah. if I want to feel good about helping other people i want to advance in my career i want to you know make someone's day and and be happy with my everyday life at the office or whatever i have to try and put all that in the same bag because i wouldn't feel good with myself my mama won't be happy and proud of me if she knows that i'm doing good because i'm stepping into someone someone else's head yes Yes. So, you know, and, and that doesn't mean you are naive. You're, it's not like that. On the contrary, you can see everything that is happening. Right. And of course, you, you can identify that, you know, that person that is all, you know, taker, taker, taker. Yeah. Yeah. You, you choose not to be like that. And at the end, I, you know, I feel much better when we can, you know, there's room for everyone. Like, you know, you can move forward with someone on your hand than by yourself. Sure. Oh, it's very true. Good book. Good book. It is. Def, check it out. Let me know what you think. Uh, sure. Will do. Good. Uh, and he's written so many awesome books. I, I, I just, he's, I'm like a big fan of his. Mm -hmm. uh, 
So let's get to our questions. Okay. So, so first, I think we've heard a lot about just your background, your, your thinking and your motivation. Um, have you ever taken any of those personality tests like strengths finders or dis Myers Briggs? Um, would you be okay sharing what your yes, results I, are? You know, I took the strengths finder, mm -hmm. uh, the strength finder in in my previous company, uh, which is uh, a saber, which is based there where you are in in Dallas. Yep. So I took it with them. Uh, not as a group. I was I was on vacation with the, the they took it, so I was able to take it by myself. We they did like in my team. They did a team one and then a personal one, yes. and I I just was you know going in in my computer to see if I could find the results. Oh yeah. I have one, two, three, four, the five um the five um results which were achiever. Yes. Activator, oh. okay, to Mexico. I didn't bring the book with me. I have all my books in a box there waiting for me to, to go pick them up. I don't remember a lot about them, but I remember reading them and going like, uh-huh, this, this is it, <laughs> it's true. So it, that was great. And something else that I, well, I read a note or it was, I don't remember if it was a podcast or a YouTube something from, um, I believe he's, a, a, he's either a coach or a consultant. I was, I was many years ago. Um, his name is Mark Buckingham, okay. Marcus Buckingham. And he was talking about, uh, and this made a huge difference in how I um, perceive my career and how I put everything together and how to work things out. He was talking about, um, okay, there are a lot of things that you do that you may be very good at, but your strength is something that makes you happy, that moves you. And at that time, I was working in a role um, which, you know, different circumstances uh, led me to that role without any procedures, without anyone to hand over a very complex role to me. Because, you know, a, a new job came out, this person had to quit, and there was nothing. Everything was, was manual. It was really, a, really a huge task for one of the biggest com um, customers we, we had in the company. Mm -hmm. So I got a lot of recognition for taking over that and, and doing my job every day. It had to do, to do a lot of the, with the customer portfolio, reports, numbers. I became very good friends with Excel and Access and all of that. Yeah. <laughs> but at some point, because, you know, I read this article um, or, or I watched the video, I'm sorry. I was like, hey, you know, he's right. I, I'm giving out and projected this image of a person that is great with Excel and with reports and tables. I really enjoy doing them as, you know, every now and then, but I don't want my career to go that way. I have to do something about it. Yeah. And that's one when um, I started, you know, speaking out about the things that moved me, that made me happy, that were also 
available within my company, but just no one thought that I, I wanted to do them. Right. So, you know, I was like, yes, I will always help you if you need this report. Of course, what I learned at that stage was absolutely useful for everything that came afterwards. So I don't regret anything. On the contrary, everything that I did in my life, I even work at a farmer's market. And I can tell you how much that helped me when I was young yes. to realize a lot of things about myself and people, etc. So, you know, with everything I try to use and, and, and take a little bit of everything on, on my current job. But I, it did help me to realize that I didn't have to go that way. In, in my case, was a technology and kind of like yeah. report gal. Yeah. I was not, I don't have to go that way just because I'm, I'm good at it. It's not like what makes me happy. And now today I realize it's because there wasn't, there weren't any people involved and I'm a people person. Yes. But it took a process, it took time. It took a lot of reading. I, you know, I came across this, this article and YouTube videos and, and I was like, oh. so that, that's why I think all of this and what you're doing is, is so important because at some point maybe that can help someone else too. Yeah. You know, I think to your point, I, I had that same challenge. I think sometimes we feel like those soft skills, your ability to talk to people and your ability to influence people is not as valued as being really good and accurate with reporting and with numbers and meeting mm -hmm. deadlines. And, you know, so there is a little bit of pressure there to perform well and to kind of show yourself as this person that's very technical and very good with, with Excel and formulas and V lookups and all that, right? Because sometimes you feel like that's what people value. And then you, you make yourself into something based on what you think people want rather than what, what, like you said, what makes me really happy? What do I really care about? Hey, thanks so much for joining us this week in our conversation with Alison Damonte. We actually have a part two coming next week. So in the meantime, you can connect with me on LinkedIn at linkedin.com forward slash Kayla Curtin. You can also reach me on my website at Kayla Curtin Consulting, all one word, no spaces.com. That's Kayla Curtin Consulting.com. See you next week.